0: Hey, I'm Jenna from Wordable and you're listening to Marketing Routines, a podcast about the daily and weekly routines, tasks, and rituals that your favorite marketers are doing to bring them success every single day. Welcome to the Marketing Routines Podcast. I'm Jenna Potter from Wordable, and today I'm super happy to welcome Tim Cameron Kitchen to the podcast to talk about his daily habits and routines as both a marketer and an agency owner. Tim is the founder and head ninja at the award-winning digital marketing agency Exposure Ninja. He leads a team of over 100 specialists from all around the world, helping small to medium sized businesses with their digital marketing. Tim is also the host of Digital Marketing Podcast by Exposure Ninja. Ninja, and he's the best-selling author of four books, one being How to Get to the Top of Google. I asked him to join me for an episode of Marketing Routines so we can learn how he gets everything done on a daily and weekly basis, his habits and routines that help him stay productive as both a marketer and an agency owner, and his favorite tools, software, resources that help him keep moving forward. Take some notes because you might want to try out some of these habits and tools for yourself. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode of Marketing Routines. Hey Tim, how's it going?
1: Hey Jenna, really well, thanks. And I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah, so let's start with your mornings. What does the first hour of your day look like?
1: I wake up and immediately go and have a workout. I feel like I can't really function until I've done some weights. Um, So we've just built a kind of weights gym in our house. um, So I go and have some fun there. Um, and while I'm doing that, I'm usually listening to something, some kind of marketing or sales or business type stuff, just to kind of feed my brain and get my brain going early as well. Cause I find that that really kicks me off, gets me excited, gets me energized for the day.
0: Do you have any, um, tools or things you use in the morning that really help you out? You want to give a shout out to?
1: I love my Peloton bike. <laughs> I'll give that a shout out all day long. Um, and then for podcasts, um, I'm quite a fan of following actual people rather than necessarily a podcast so it depends what I'm into at that, at that point. At the moment I'm digging into Martin Sorrell and how he's built S4 Capital which is a huge agency group um, so I'd, I'd, my podcast listening habit isn't that I go and find one particular podcast and binge straight through it. I'd usually try and find a person I'm interested in and then go deep and find lots of different conversations that they've had on different shows.
0: Nice. And um, after your morning routine, it's time to sit down and get to work. And I imagine you've got a lot to do. So how do you find out, figure out what you're going to do that day? How do you prioritize your tasks?
1: So on Sunday, the last thing I do before the week starts is plan my week. And my week is planned based on, um, I normally have six or seven different quarterly goals that I'm working towards. So before I even start work each day i know everything that's going to happen everything is scheduled out so Um, mostly in my calendar I'm booked up with meetings and stuff for the next say two or three weeks but I'll have a few gaps so on Sunday night I look through my goals and think how can I um, make some progress towards each of these this week what are the most important things that I can do and then I'll book that stuff into my week and I have to put it in my calendar because my calendar rules my life Um, I love the title of this podcast marketing routines because I think Anything that you can turn into a routine and that you can kind of set to autopilot happens. If I just kind of woke up and s- see what happens in the day, then you know things can get derailed pretty quickly. So everything is planned out. Um, And of course, I've got like little scheduled items, like first half an hour of the day, I just spend catching up on Slack, um, checking in with the DMs from people that have started work really early in the morning or working really late last night and just kind of getting my head together. Um, I'll then spend half an hour usually on LinkedIn, just seeing what's going on, uh, maybe writing a couple of posts and maybe scheduling some stuff for later on. Um, And then it's into the meetings and plans and activities that I've got scheduled throughout the day, really.
0: And do you have any favourite softwares or tools that you use on a daily basis that you re- that really help you out?
1: This is going to sound super old school, but one of my favourite things in the whole world is the financial times. The quality of the journalism is insane. I know this isn't like a software tool or a hack or anything, but the quality of the journalism is insane. They don't focus on gossipy, like interpersonal stuff, which is just a complete waste of time. Everything in that paper is meaningful to me because it's either representing a big macro thing that's happening in the world or it's something that i don't understand which i probably need to understand so that does a lot of filtering for information throughout the day for me so i don't get you know following some stupid rabbit hole of of, you know gossipy news i just kind of use it to to kind of filter the information that gets through to me Um, other tools I'm super old school, so I really like Google Calendar and I really like Google Docs for doing my kind of mind mapping and just brainstorming and bullet points. I've tried to use different things like Todoist and I've had a look at Notion and stuff like that. And honestly, that stuff just fries my brain completely. And I think if I was to use something like that, I'd spend more time being productive and organizing my task than I actually would actually doing anything. So unfortunately it hasn't made the cut.
0: And uh, as an agency, do you have any marketing tools or project management tools you use to not only manage 100 plus people on your team, but also tools that you use to help with your client projects?
1: Yeah, so obviously we have like um, service or channel specific tools. Like we use Semrush loads for a lot of our SEO um, stuff. For content marketing, we're using Google Docs and Google Sheets. Again, super old school. We'll also use stuff like BuzzSumo um, just to see what sort of trending topics are out there. Um, one of the one of my favorite tools right now is Streamyard which allows us to stream live on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook simultaneously, which is amazing because we run these Friday um, marketing teardowns where we invite people to submit their websites, then we rip them apart. It, do, it doesn't sound very appealing, but it's actually quite popular um, because, you know, you can learn a lot from seeing other people's websites get ripped apart. But um, yeah, that, the StreamYard is fantastic and it kind of aggregates all the comments into one place. So if anyone's looking at streaming, I can definitely recommend that. I think it's very cheap or I think there's a free version as well so um, yeah that's that's kind of the biggest aha moment for us with tools uh, recently
0: and let's talk about email um, every podcast guest I've had on has said it's a bit of a pain point and I'm sure all marketers can agree how do you manage your email specifically do you have certain times you check it and what tools do you use for email as well
1: yeah that's a really good question um We have, well, across the company we use uh, Google Suite. So most of the ninjas use um, Gmail to manage their emails. I don't, all of my emails go into our Ticket Desk system. So we use Teamwork Desk um, as, as a kind of general, we have loads of different inboxes for things like service accounts um hr recruitment you know that type of thing and then one of them is tim at exposure ninja so if anyone emails tim at exposure ninja it basically goes into uh, a a support ticket system and then we have someone who filters through that assigns any stuff that's come to me which actually should have gone to someone else in the company or if it's a sales pitch or whatever they just delete it um or close it or, or whatever and then at the end of the day at about half past four until half past five I just go through the stuff that's left so what this means is rather than having 450 plus emails a day to, to kind of scrape through I'm normally left with 10 to 15 which actually require my attention so I just try and take email out and I only look at it at the end of the day I'm not one of these people that keeps dipping in because you just can't get anything done I could quite easily spend all my day in email so I just try remove it from the day and just do it at the end if it's important then you know uh, having that person who kind of goes through and just says oh right this is really important then they can flag me on slack and i can go and have a look at it there and then but that's my email hack it means i very rarely think about email
0: that's a really good idea to put your email through a ticket-based system I, you don't really think about that for personal email mostly support tickets but that's a great idea
1: especially if you're if you're the uh, you know people think of tim at and they think of me as kind of, a lot of the time they think of me as Exposure Ninja and all of our email marketing stuff goes out from my Tim address. So people will just reply to that. So a lot of stuff that comes back from that really isn't for me personally necessarily, it's just a kind of catch all. So um, yeah, it's been a lifesaver.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, let's talk about consuming other people's stuff. You mentioned that in the morning, you listen to marketing and business podcasts. Which ones are your favorite?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I'm actually going to find out so I can do this question justice. Um, I really like there's some agency specific stuff. So there's agency deal masters. I quite like that. Um, there's a couple on business buying. So there's one by Jonathan J, which I quite like. I like the high performance podcast, which is quite um, just generic kind of high performance stuff. Um, and then, like I say, it will just be finding someone that I'm interested in and just searching for them in Apple Podcasts and seeing what sort of interviews they've been in. I'll also check out YouTube, doing exactly the same and seeing, you know, who's been interviewed. And because um, quite often you get the same person, but if they've been interviewed like five or six different times by different people with a different agenda, then you get a much more rounded uh, picture of what that person's about and you know their background and their goals and how they think and stuff. So I'm a big fan of. It's kind of uh, subject first, if you like.
0: And um, do you have any favourite books? Are you a reader?
1: I'm not really a reader, no. Um, I... used to read quite a lot of books one one of my favorite books is called the ultimate sales letter by dan kennedy and dan's a really old school digital uh, direct marketer so he's from you know the days of infomercials and direct mail and that's how he kind of cut his teeth and the ultimate sales letter is it's not just about how to write the perfect sales letter to make someone buy but it's also about understanding your perfect customer and that is it's such a foundational skill for marketing and he takes the reader through a very, very straightforward process that they can run um, to, to kind of understand their customers. So I remember using this in my very first business before Exposure Ninja was even a glint in my eye um, and it really helped me. So from then on, I've been totally converted by that. Otherwise, I kind of tend to like books that are about... Um, you know, uh, like psychology and and how people work. Um, There's a great one about how to start a cult, which I can't remember the name of. Anyway, Eric Hoffer, I think wrote it. Um, But yeah, I I honestly don't read that much. Um, I mostly keep up with the news and uh, and then it's like videos and, and podcasts. Although if people are readers, then they should definitely read how to get to the top of Google.
0: Of course. And I'll have everything that Tim mentions linked in the show notes page at podcast.wordable.io so you can check out anything that sounds interesting to you. All right. And talking about your working setup, what's your setup like every day when you're working and do you have issues with distractions or things that you have to manage like that?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, No issues with distraction. I'm one of these people who has always worked remotely. We we tried working in an office. It really just didn't suit our DNA. So um, everyone in the company works remotely. I have a dedicated office in the house, which is set up with a video studio stuff as well. Um, And I've never been one to get distracted. Um, If I'm honest, my problem has often been the other way around, where I kind of need to distract myself. Otherwise I would just work indefinitely until I collapse on the floor, um, which I did last year. So um, yeah, it's very, very simple. I try and remove as much as I possibly can and just have, you know, laptop monitor and everything I need, nothing more. So my wife has really helped me get clear. And I used to live in a mountain of mess, which I think gives a kind of mountain of mess mindset. Um, But I've got enough chaos going on in here. So I just try and remove everything else and just get it out.
0: So what's one habit that in the last year you've implemented that's had the biggest impact on your year so far and you'd recommend maybe people trying it out for themselves? Hmm, That's
1: a good question, Jenna. Um, I would say, Um, being okay with doing things that don't feel productive so in July last year I had a seizure um, which seems to generally be considered because I've worked myself into the ground and I think a lot of um, kind of latent stress from dealing with coronavirus and lockdown and you know the impact on on business or the potential impact on business we ended up being okay but a lot of that was kind of Um, just kind of ticking away in the background of my brain. And I think my my tendency is to just keep going, keep being as productive as possible and seeing any sort of rest time as weakness. And what I've learned is that actually, if I spend, you know, an hour in the evening or even shock horror two hours watching some cricket, well, if that means that I'm better the next day, that might be the most productive thing I can do rather than just be like, right, you know, I'm going to try and grind out a vlog now or I'm going to try and write this video. I'm just going to catch up on stuff. So I think appreciating that I'm an organic being and not just a, a kind of consumer or a uh, sorry, a computer or some kind of asset that needed to be sweated. I think that has been a, a big habit shift. And it's actually been reasonably traumatic at times, because if we condition ourselves that productivity is just getting things done, then it feels very counterintuitive and quite scary to not get things done. You think, well, everyone else is just getting stuff done. And um, and and I'm not. I'm just here watching the cricket or going for a walk. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of Giving up a little bit, but um, I think recognizing that that's not how humans work. And you know, the the highest performing athletes take rest days. The highest performing athletes athletes have an off season where they recover. And, and recognizing that that's not because they're lazy, but that's just that's how we create a, a an optimal environment is combining rest and, and extreme effort. So. Yeah, long answer, but chilling out a little bit more.
0: (laughs) That brings me to my next question, which is how do you go from being on and being productive and working to chilling out? How do you make that transition? Do Do you have any things you do that really bring you into that resting mindset after working?
1: Yeah, I I think separating the the physical spaces, so having a dedicated office for work and having the rest of the house for for not work and trying not to take work out of the office is good. Um, Another thing that's really good is my three-year-old son because he just doesn't get this. For him, like computer screens are something that you watch underground train videos on, or watch airplanes on. So, if I'm like, dude, I need to, you know, I need to write this blog or something, that he, he he just can't comprehend that. And his energy is so ferocious that, um, yeah, it, it just kind of bulldozes my stuff out of the way, which is great and really useful. Um, if you don't have a three-year-old that you can use for that, then I, I think having clear cutoff times. And for me, because everything is run through my calendar, if I don't book anything after half five, then I don't do anything after half five. It's, it's really kind of that simple. So just sticking to that and being disciplined about you know, not letting the day extend. I remember when I lived alone and I just had nothing else to do, there would be some days where I'd start at five, um, in the morning and then I would keep working and then it would be 7 o'clock and I'd be like, well, it's a little bit too late for the gym now, so I may as well just keep going. And the work I did between the hours of, say, seven and a half nine was utter garbage. It, you r- wouldn't really even call it work. I was just existing in front of a computer thinking I was doing stuff. So, saying, you know, accepting defeat on that time and saying that that's just, it's rubbish time. It's a complete waste. I'm much better off recovering and, and just sticking to the calendar. And if it's not in the schedule, it doesn't get done. I think that's probably the best way.
0: I really love that point you made because sometimes overworking is worse than actually working a couple hours, taking a break. Your work might actually end up being better that way. So it's a good point you made there.
1: I think um, it's it's really important, particularly as we, you, um, you become more senior in an organization to recognize that the impact you have is much less about word count or number of things. It's very difficult to define, particularly my success in my job now by metrics. I might have an idea or I might help someone have an idea or I might help someone to be better. And that might be the biggest, most impactful thing I can do this week. And that doesn't come from a drained, Sludge brain that comes from like a, a reasonably okay brain. So I hate the phrase "work smarter, not harder." I think you ha- definitely have to do both, but th- there is something there in that your the, the quality of your output as you work up in an organisation far is far more important than the, the quantity of
0: your output. Rest is very important and um my next question for you is what do you like to do during your rest time your evenings and weekends you said you hang out with your son uh, you watch cricket anything else you like to do
1: uh yeah more workouts um i do tend to do weights in the morning cardio in the evening so that's really cool and that gives me you know it's it's impossible to think about work when you're when you're, you know, physically exerting. Um, I really like watching cricket. I'm really gutted. They've just canceled the Indian Premier League, which is like a really cool cricket tournament. And I was so gutted because I was really enjoying that. But I'm looking forward to the UK cricket season starting when I can watch some of that. So um, yeah, and then it'll be, you know, reading the FT or um, watching stuff on YouTube, just trying to find stuff which activates my brain, but isn't directly work, because I don't really enjoy just totally vegging out. It has to be, you know, I, I could never watch like the Kardashians to turn off that, just it would, would like, I'd, I'd rot from the inside, but something that's sort of engaging enough to, to drag you away from how addictive work can be.
0: Uh, My final question for you is, who do you think we should have next on this podcast? Either someone you know has a great daily routine or you want to know what they're up to on a daily basis?
1: Uh, COO, Charlie. She is so effective and she gets so much done and she is always on. I would love to know how she does it. I've tried. I've been watching her for five years and I can't figure it out. So... If you're interested in getting her on, I would definitely recommend it because she is the most effective person I've ever seen.
0: I, she was there when I was at Exposure Ninja and she's, she's definitely a superstar at what she does. So yeah, I'll I'll reach out to her and see if she's up for doing an episode. Thank you. All right, that's it for my questions. And for this episode of Marketing Routines, I learned a lot from Tim and I'm sure whoever's listening can walk away with a few new things to try or tools to try out. So thank you so much, Tim, for coming on the podcast and for sharing what your daily life is like with me. You can find Tim on ExposureNinja.com where you can get a free 15-minute video review of your website and marketing. You can also listen to Tim's podcast, Digital, marketing podcast by Exposure Ninja on most podcasting platforms. And you can find everything that Tim mentioned in this episode linked on the show notes page at podcast.wordable.io. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Marketing Routines. If content publishing is a part of your daily routine, or even if someone else on your team is handling it, Wordable makes exporting documents from Google Drive to your CMS so much faster and easier. You'll have your document formatted and published in one minute instead of the usual hour it would take you to optimize everything. You can try it out for yourself with your first three exports free at wordable.io.